Welcome to the Mission Advancement Podcast, where we attempt to address the stigmas around nonprofit fundraising through the lens of the power of relationships. Your mission is worth advancing, and we're here to help you fund your mission for good. I'm Angel DeLeon, Vice President of Mission Advancement, and I'm joined today by... I'm Lacey Young, Assistant Vice President at Mission Advancement. All right. Well, welcome to our listening audience. We have a really good topic, I think, today. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be fun talking about this, not only because it's so important, but it's often one of the areas where nonprofits struggle the most. Absolutely. We're going to talk about how do you set up your board for fundraising success? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we often find, and Lacey, you and I have had the opportunity to do some board trainings together. We've been in front of several boards and it's often the case that they see themselves in one way and leadership sees them in, in a different way. If you're a leader in a nonprofit organization, you know how critical your board is to your success. Uh, they're invaluable, Lacey. I mean, right. they, they're necessary Absolutely. and they play such an important part. And you need them to be really clear on what their relationship is when it comes to this very important topic of fundraising. Mm-hmm. So I know you've had a lot of experience, Lacey, in this area. As you think about some of the important roles that mm. boards play for nonprofits, what are some of those? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing to think of is the board is the only board you have, right? They're the only board. They are yeah. the boss of the CEO, the head of school, the executive director, and that's their only employee. And they're your only board. Um, so, I mean, the biggest thing that comes to mind is governance, right, of um that they're setting the mission and vision and the strategic direction of the organization. This is somewhere, you know, sometimes where people can get into some some hot water where if the board is too involved versus the board is not involved at all, right? A lot of times we talk about the board pendulum and how it swings back and forth. And you want to have that healthy, you know, not micromanaging, but also, you know, being there when problems arise, but letting the nonprofit leaders run their organizations and have that trust. So governance, I think, is the biggest um, obviously, leadership um, to be able to not only hire and retain leadership, but to um, evaluate them. Right? Boards are supposed to be doing evaluations on their leaders of their CEOs, heads of schools, um, EDs um, on an annual basis. Financial stewardship is another big one. Yeah. Um, they are, you know, that's their fiduciary responsibility as a board member. Um, the strategic planning part, which we could do a whole other podcast on talking about that, but. You know, that's a big thing to set the vision for the organization um, and look at risk, look at opportunities and what the future looks like. Um, I, I think another big piece of a board member's involvement is to be an advocate for the mission of the organization. If they're not, they should not be on your board, right? I yeah, mean, I know- Yeah, why would you want to serve on a board if, if you can't? Yeah, I, I, I tell the story sometimes. I was doing a board training once and I asked everybody, why are you on this board? Why do you love to be a part of this board? And some gentleman raised his hand. He said, I work for- fill in the blank organization. I'm not going to say it, but, um, and I have to sit on three nonprofit boards. That guy's not there for the mission. So being an advocate for the mission is really, really important. You should be a fan of the organization that you are working with. Yeah, absolutely. And and all of these are so vital to the role of a board. And again, depending on the board and how they see themselves, they may be very strong in some of these and not so strong in others. But today we want to talk about their role in fundraising. Yeah. And honestly, that's often one of the more challenging ones Absolutely. That, that we see. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing is that people sometimes don't think that the board is supposed to be a part of fundraising. And we'll ask sometimes, are you a fundraising board? And some of them will look at us like, what, what, are, what are you talking about? But 
they are, right? They are a fundraising board. They and are. I think sometimes you got to gotta go a little bit deeper um, into that. So, you know, why is the board ideally suited to engage in fundraising, Angel? Like, what, why, why is that an innate quality that a board member should have? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think there's so many ways to answer that. I would say that um, there's really an expectation and an assumption mm -hmm. that if you serve on a nonprofit board, that you're willing to engage around this subject of fundraising. And again, for some individuals, that's going to be more difficult than others. But there's always an alignment with that organization. A second thing is they're deeply knowledgeable about the organization. These are people that sit in important conversations around right. that mission, that nonprofit. They know the heart. They know the pulse. They have a sense of the priorities. And so from that standpoint, they are uniquely positioned uh, to serve in that way. Mm -hmm. um, the other is, you know, they, they have credibility. Right. And I remember uh, a few times when I was a practitioner asking the board to make certain strategic conver phone calls or outreaches to stakeholders. And I remember the feedback would be, you know, they were so grateful that I as a board member reached out to them. Mm -hmm. And so there's that element of credibility that, that they already have right. coming into that relationship that really aligns them well. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is... There's an assumption that if you serve on a board that you love that mission, that your resources and your generosity are going to follow from that. Right. And so I think often if you were to ask a board member, are you more comfortable giving to the organization or asking on behalf of the organization? Mm. They would probably say 100% I'm more comfortable giving right. to the organization. And that does matter. Right. But it can't take the place of the advocacy, as you said earlier, right. that they can do when it comes to their role in fundraising. Yeah, sometimes they'll have that give or get mentality. It's like if you can't if you can't give it, go out and get it, and they get terrified about it. Yeah, because it's so easy to write a check sometimes. That's right. Right. But so so you use the word terrified, mm -hmm. uh, and in some cases it may be that right, right? like genuine terror. Absolutely. To, to ask, what do you think are some of the things that make boards reluctant? To, to engage in that. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is fear. You know, a lot of times people will will equate asking for money as one of the bigger fears like public speaking or something like that because we're told we're not supposed to talk about these things, right? At the dinner table, you don't talk about politics, religion, or money, right? That's right. And uh, we end up talking about all of them. But I think the biggest thing is someone is scared because they feel like they're asking for themselves mm. and they feel uncomfortable because you're not supposed to ask people for money or ask about their finances. Um, so they don't see themselves as fundraisers. They don't see themselves as someone who can do that. Um, you know, we'll hear, oh, I don't want to ask someone that I know. I think it's uncomfortable. How would I know what someone would want to give? Things like that. And, you know, I, I mentioned this before that, you know, the board is the only board that you have, right? right? And if, if the board's not doing it, then who's going to do it? So a great analogy that, that we could use here, you know, when I talked about the board being the only board that the organization has, it's like a parent. That's the only parent that you have, right? Yeah. And so if you're a parent and your your kid comes home and they're like, hey, you know, Angel, hey, Dad, um, will you shoot hoops with me today after school? And you're like, oh, you know, um, I'm really not a shooting hoops kind of dad. <laughs> I'm more of a, like, let's do yard work kind of a dad. Yeah. And so let me know when you want to learn how to mow the grass. No, you're not going to tell your kid that. Like, mm. you're their only parent, right? So it's like that. You can't just say, oh, I'm not good at this one thing. You're on the board. You're part of, like I talked about that fiduciary responsibility, the governance. 
you have to do it. It's and a great it's, analogy. it's, it's really, I mean, it's kind of silly, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. You can't pick and choose what you do when you are the board of an organization, because yeah. you are making decisions that are not just affecting the term that you're sitting on, but the next four years, the next 10 years, the next hundred years, maybe of an organization. Um, I feel a lot of times they don't think they're equipped. They don't know how to do it. Right. Cause they're not trained and they get really scared and they'll say, Oh, would you make a gift? End of sentence. Right. And then it's up to that donor to say, well, okay, here's a hundred dollars. Or is that what you needed? I have no idea. Here's a thousand dollars. Here's $25. Right? right. So if they're not equipped to know how to ask and what to ask for, they're scared about it. Um, I think they don't want to ask people they know, which I think is so funny to me because we will talk about things to people that we know all the time and try to get them to go see a movie that we love, to read a book that we love, to go to a restaurant that we love. And, and it stands to reason that if that person is a peer of yours, right, and they know that you're on a board, they'll probably listen to you. They'll give you that audience. But we're so scared to do it. They don't want to do it, right? right? Um, I think also they think it's a lot of time and they think I, I don't have time to do that. Or the best is, well, let's just like pass a hat around or like everybody, like we'll ask everybody all at once to save time. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, I mean, there, there's just so many different pieces of, of what it looks like. Um, I think one that I hear recently, heard it a couple weeks ago is, well, we have a director of development. That's what they're supposed to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, in a way it makes sense because yeah, you did hire an executive director or a head of school or mm -hmm. a CEO. And the logic is, well, if we hired that person, then they ought to be the one doing that. And to be clear, as I'm sure you would agree with, mm -hmm. Lacey, because we talk to our clients about it all the time. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what it is as it relates to fundraising. The CEO always has to be the point of the spear. Yeah, absolutely. If it's a campaign, the campaign, as we say, lives in your office. Absolutely. Because it doesn't matter that you have a spectacular board who loves the mission. In the eyes of stakeholders, there's an expectation that the CEO will do certain things. And that's right. true and reasonable to expect. However, it can't be just them. Right. The board can't just abdicate their role in that regard mm -hmm. and say, we're going to give it to somebody else. Yeah, They have to be willing to engage in that because they provide a second layer of credibility yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Angel. You know, the CEO or the executive director or the head of school, whatever, you know, the leader of the organization has to be heavily involved in casting the vision to the donors, to the stakeholders. But the, the board, you know, adds that additional layer. And I think it's really important for us to figure out how do you how do you not only have the right people in the right seats, how do you even get them in those seats, right? Mm -hmm. So what does it even look like um, to have the right board members in place? Yeah, I think that's a piece that sometimes people miss. It's like, who wants to be on the board? Raise your hand. Right. That's not the way to enlist board members, right? That's true. Yeah. So so let's talk about, as we as we talk about practical points, mm -hmm. what are some things that we can do? And I'll start out with a yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can jump in and add some if uh, they come yeah. to mind. But I think one of them is, you know, as we always say, begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. As an organization or as an organizational leader, or even as a chair of a board, as you're recruiting future board members to lead with that. So, Lisa, let's talk about some ideas. Really, mm -hmm. time to get, you know, practical. Rubber yeah. hits the road for those that are listening today uh, who may be thinking, well, where do I even start? Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that they can consider is start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. As you're recruiting future board members, whether you're the CEO who speaks into that, which I'm sure in most cases they would, or the chair of a board, mm -hmm. 
as you're recruiting and enlisting new board members to talk about that early, to say, right. listen, there are certain things that are reasonable to expect. Yeah. Attendance, advocacy, lend us your relationships, those kinds of things. Yeah. But one of those has to be, there's an expectation that you will help us in the area of fundraising. Now, our commitment to you as an organization is that we will provide you with training, we'll provide you with resources and mm -hmm. support. Yeah. In other words, let's not ask them to do something that may already be uncomfortable and just let them figure it out. Yeah. That's not fair. They won't last long. They won't do well. They won't feel good about the experience. Right. So yeah. we can provide them with that kind of help. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I would say is if you don't have one, maybe establishing a development committee. Absolutely. Within your board. And it doesn't have to be a large group. Right. It can be people who have shown interest or maybe an inclination or who are willing to be trained, but it's a place to start. Mm -hmm. And again, the beauty of that is that they multiply the voice of the CEO or the executive director or the development director in a way that's very unique mm -hmm. and peer-to-peer -peer is so powerful yeah. when it comes to those kinds of conversations. Absolutely. And board committees are such a great way as a training ground for future board members because not everyone on a committee of the board has to be a board member sometimes, that's right. right? That's right. So you may have somebody who's on the development committee of the board who is a future board member mm -hmm. and you're grooming them to be on that board. You know you know, you talked a little bit about like, what does training and support look like? If, if you don't give a board the right path and the right playbook into what it looks like to ask for money or to be on a development committee, um, you know, they, they may not understand the direction they're going in. They may go off and start asking for something else. We've always joked about like, you know, the like, Oh, leaning over the fence of like, Hey coach, we need new, um, tackling you know, dummies. Yeah. Or yeah. our uniforms looking pretty bad. Aren't they wink, wink, wink to get some money? No. What's the full strategy, right. right? You have to train them on how do we ask for gifts? What's the need? Um, making sure that the mission is always at the center of what they're looking for. So that's like, so, so important in my opinion. Um, so that you're, your board is actually doing work that is important and not just busy work. At the end of the day, you want your board members to be engaged and you want them to accompany you as a nonprofit leader to solicitations on cultivation visits on all those things. And if they are not comfortable with it, they're going to say no first and foremost. And they're going to say like you did before, can I just write a check? <laughs> like, I don't want to be a right. part of it. Can I just give a gift instead? So I think that's really important for you to, you know, plan out what they're going to do, give them expectations, help them along the way. So they feel equipped. That's it. And, you know, you don't want to send them out into no man's land. Mm -hmm. Again, these are typically accomplished individuals in their own fields of, you know, career. Yeah. But we're asking them to do something that's different. And there's certain assumptions. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but there's certain assumptions around nonprofit fundraising. Right. Here's a couple of others that, that came to mind. Um, when appropriate and with the proper support mm -hmm. and, and help, uh, asking them to make some solicitations. Yeah. And again, that may be around specific times of the year. So maybe at calendar year end, or if you're a school, if you launch your annual fund in the fall, give them some high probability, you know, wins, if you would, mm -hmm. that allow them to make some pretty easy, warm asks right. that they can experience success with. Yeah. Once and they get a win under their belt, they feel Yeah, exactly. Confident. And I've seen that happen, actually. It's it's remarkable yeah. to see it actually happen when they when they realize, wow. That wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm -hmm. And people were grateful that I spoke to them and yeah. asked them. But I think I would say most importantly is show them success. Oh, yeah. Help them see the value of the time they spent and celebrate it with them. So what would that look like if after your year-end appeal you and you met with your development committee and you said, listen, folks, you made collectively 30 
contacts. Mm -hmm. Those 30 contacts resulted in X amount of dollars for a year-end appeal. Yeah. That's remarkable. That's amazing. Help them to feel like they made a dent in the development office's efforts, yeah. and you'll get them back. Yeah, They'll be so back true. for, hey, give me another list. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I think it. I think those are practical things. So mm -hmm. Lacey, bring it home as yeah. we as we conclude this episode. And this has been good. I, yeah. We could talk for hours on Absolutely. this without without a question. Summarize this into three quick takeaways for mm -hmm. our audience today. Okay. I mean, I think the biggest thing we talked about this a lot is like start where you are. Don't don't think it needs to be anything bigger. You don't have to go add more um, board members. You don't need to add committees all at the same time. But what do you have? Mm -hmm. Who who's in what seat? Um, have meaningful steps to get them where they need to go and have a playbook. And that's, I think, kind of, it sounds simple. It's going to take some time, but you got to start where you are. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, um, you know, wiggle your nose or whatever it is, snap your fingers. And all of a sudden you've got this great working board that's asking for gifts and, and all this stuff. So you have to start where you are. I think, um, the the piece that actually should maybe even happen before you start where you are is have expectations. Yeah. You have to set clear expectations. And if it's going to be something to where, you know, they have to be at so many meetings a year or they have to go to so many events, they have to give a certain amount, they have to participate in a way, let that be clear and set expectations from the jump because it's going to be a lot easier than if you don't do it, you know, six months into the year, wait, I have to do that? Right. I didn't know about that, right? Um, and then I love, you just said this a second ago, celebrate successes. Mm -hmm. We want them to feel those wins. We want them to feel like they have a part of it. If they know that they had a hand in not only fundraising success, but seeing the mission in action yeah. and funding their mission, they're going to then want to do like we know they do with that. Talk about it. They're going to share that with their peers and with other people in the organization. Um, we want someone to say, Hey, I'd love to be on the board of this organization one day. Not, Oh, that sounds like, you know. That's not fun to be on a board. No, we want people to want to be on the board. So to share those successes is, is really huge. Yeah. Well, those are three great takeaways. Yep. And, you know, they're all so important. And you're right. You know, that first one, start where you are. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't do everything at once if you're starting from zero. Yeah. And even if you have a fully staffed, well-functioning development office, there's always things that can be tweaked as it relates to the engagement with the mm -hmm. board. But yep. these are good takeaways yep. for today. Yeah, it's great. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today. We hope that this has been helpful. And again, we could talk about this for, for a long, long time, yeah. but we hope that it's been a brief yet helpful segment today to talk about how you can engage your board more clearly and more fully in your organization's fundraising efforts. Yeah, absolutely, Angel. This has been so great. And we want you guys to go visit us at missionadvancement.com. Visit our resource um, hub of our website. Um, a great download that you could go and actually work on today would be our board enlistment planning worksheet. Beautiful. I mean, figure out who are your, the right people to be on your board. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Mission Advancement Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at missionadvancement.com for additional content. And never forget that your hard work in nonprofit is changing lives every day. Keep funding your missions for good. We'll see you next time.